Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Come on, man. Come on, man. It is Like It Matters radio time. It's time to be a little bit under construction, a little bit better today than yesterday, a little better better tomorrow than today. I am Black. And you are on the one hour of power, we like to call it. We're working on the noodle. We're working on the noggin. Of all the organs in our body, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one, one that never has to deteriorate, that never has to to die, that never has to stop getting better and better and better, and that is the brain. And this is a, a show that we get you to exercise your brain. You know, the old saying is, if you don't use it, you lose it. And it seems to be we live in a world today where we're not allowed to think for ourselves, where we're not allowed to use God's given ability uh, to critically think, to creatively think, to constructively think. Um, We're supposed to be told just basically everything to believe. And uh, my good book doesn't say that. My good book says to test everything against Scripture. My good book says to have discernment, uh, people who claim to be of God and with God. Uh, So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm always going to tell you to challenge things, to question things. Uh, Matter of fact, I think we're supposed to question ourselves. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go into the understanding of consciousness. Yeah. See, many people go through life what we call on autopilot, right? They just wake up. They do what they do, then they go back home, go back to bed, and redo over and over and over and over and over until at some point the doctor needs to talk with us, right? And see, we are made to function at a high level even, ready for this, even in an unconscious state. But I can tell you, I've been working with people for 30 years, and if you don't know my base work for 30 years, go to likeitmatters.net. You'll see I know what I'm talking about. I've walked with at least 15,000 people intimately through two-and-a-half-day intensives. So in 30 years of working with and studying the human experience, I have learned that as good as we are on autopilot, and we are able to function on autopilot, that we can get so much more out of life if we would just get out of the passenger seat and get in the driver's seat. You know, I like to tell one of my favorite jokes. It's a silly joke, a stupid joke. Uh, It's about a man who made a mistake, you know, and he got caught. We've all made mistakes by the grace of God. uh, Some of us made some big mistakes, uh, not in the presence of LEOs, law enforcement officers. So we didn't go to jail. So this guy wound up, um, made a mistake, did it in front of the wrong people and got in trouble and wound up in jail. Now, he was only going to be in prison uh, for a short period of time, just a couple of years. But he made a commitment. 
that he was going to turn the other cheek. He was going to change his ways. Uh, he was never going to go back to what he did that got him in prison. So he was going to make this prison stay as easy as possible so it didn't tarnish him so much. So basically, he'd get on with the rest of his life. So while he was in prison, he shared a cell with this older man. This older man had been in prison for 20 years and would be in prison until uh, he took his last breath. And that would be the first time he would get out of prison on the other side of eternity. And so he figured he was going to watch this man uh, kind of pick his brain, figure out all the things to do so he could get out of that prison experience as unscathed as possible and move on with his life. And so one day they're laying there in bed. Uh, he's at the top bunk. And the old man's at the bottom bunk. It's real quiet. They're getting ready to go sleep. And someone yells out, 21! And the whole place starts laughing. I mean, you can hear laughter down the, the hallways and from the cells. They're all laughing. They, you know, it's new there. He didn't want to rock the boat, so he didn't think much about it. Uh, a couple days later, it's the morning time. They're standing in front of the cells, waiting for the cell doors to open to go to breakfast. Uh, and all of a sudden, someone yells out, 55! And the whole place just dies laughing. I mean, just everybody's laughing. And, and, you know, again, he just let it go, let it go, didn't think nothing of it. A couple weeks later, he was uh, at lunch, uh, and uh, they were in the mess hall. They were sitting there eating, and they were getting ready to wrap something up. And someone yelled out, 75! And the whole place just died laughing. Now he figures, i got to figure out what's going on, because this is a common theme around here. So later that night, uh, when the lights went down, uh, uh, he was they were laying there in their bunks. And so uh, the guy on top bunk, the young man, leaned down and looked at the old man and said, Old man, you got to tell me what's going on. I've only been here a couple of weeks, but I've noticed some weird things. He said, every once in a while, it's quiet, nothing's going on, and someone yells out a number. And just a number, they start laughing and go, fawn, like it's so funny. What, what, what's the deal? He said, ah, and he started laughing himself. He goes, son, you know, some of us have been here so long and will die in this place that instead of telling the same jokes over and over and over, we just uh, put a number on a joke. And so when we repeat that number, people remember the joke they've heard a thousand times, and it's funny if it's funny. And he goes, that's actually a pretty cool idea. That's actually pretty cool. And so he processed that information, holds on to it. And then after a couple of weeks and getting comfortable, kind of feeling like he's starting to blend in, starting to fit in, uh, he figures he's going to be like one of the guys and start to start being a part of the, the laughing group. And so one night, it's real dark, and uh, you know the doors are just shut, the lights are just went down, and he figures he's going to give this a shot. And he yells out, 15! And it's absolutely silent. Not a laughter, not a guffaw, not even the crickets that John put there, because they're in prison, right? And crickets don't go to prison. So uh, he let it go, let it go. Uh, about a week later, he got the gumption up to do it again, and uh, they're getting ready to go to mess hall in the morning. They're standing in front of the cells. Cell doors are still closed, haven't opened yet, and he figures he's going to give it another shot. He goes, 66! And again, it's absolutely silent. No one says a word. There's no guffaw, no nothing. He goes, man, uh, what's happening here? And so it was a couple of days later, he re remembered, maybe it's just the numbers, Maybe it's a number I'm saying that there's no joke associated with that number. And he remembered that 55 was a number that, that was yelled at and everybody laughed. So he figures, I'm going to do this one more time. I know 55 is a valid joke, a valid number. And so they're getting ready to be done with lunch at the mess hall. It's real quiet. Everybody's getting ready to stand up. And before he could do that, he wanted to get in one laughter. And so he yells out, 55! And the whole place is silent. Not only is silent, but looks at him. Like he's the biggest idiot that ever walked uh, on this planet. 
And now he's really worried because now people are looking at him. He's causing problems. The opposite, the antithesis of what he wanted to do. And so later that night when they're in their cells, the lights are down, uh, you know, they're going to sleep. Uh, the, the, the young man had to ask the old man, dude, what's going on? And so he leaned down, looked down at the bottom bunk, said, oh, man, what's going on? And you said that people have been here so long that instead of telling the same joke, they just uh, uh, attach a number to it. And instead of telling this whole long joke, they just say the number and people laugh. And he goes, I've done it now three times, old man, and not a single laugh, not a single guffaw, nothing. And with that, the old man looked up to him and said, you know, son, some people just don't know how to tell a joke. <laughs> now, that is the stupidest joke in the world. Because what, but what I love about it is it's all about patterns. Not a joke. It's all about patterns. And it's all about understanding that there's a lot of information out there that we don't know. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, my intensive leadership training, two-and-a-half-day intensive, will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net. We'll be in uh, Vegas in two weeks. A class will be in Dallas six weeks from now. But go to likeitmatters.net. You can check it out. And one of the things that's the, the most challenging training most people ever take, it's transformational. And one thing that people uh, realize it, it, is it is tough uh, and it is uncomfortable. Uh, and I'm working to get them into the now moment because we miss so much. And so I demand absolute focus, absolute commitment. I teach people a state of focus, a state of commitment that they won't find anywhere else. And one thing I tell them is when this class is done, one of the greatest things you will get from this training is you'll become aware of being unaware. And most people have no idea what that means. And I say when you become aware of being unaware, your entire life will change Things that were always right there in front of you that you never saw. Things that were always being said that you never heard. And feelings that maybe you haven't, have never had or haven't had for a long time, you will feel again. And ladies and gentlemen, it's called sensory acuity. And when you become aware of being unaware, you realize most people are missing most things in life. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about being aware of being unaware. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Come on, man. Come on. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Come to the Gun and Knife Show, Saturday, February 5th and Sunday the 6th in Duluth. Buy, sell, and trade new and used antique and modern firearms. Gun and Knife Show this weekend at the Duluth Entertainment Convention Center. Please practice social distancing. Go to CrocodileProductionsInc.com for info. For all your electrical, Early Bird Electric is the local company you can trust. Early Bird is known as the troubleshooting experts, and they specialize in old homes wiring and repair. Whole home rewires? Check. Emergency service? Check. Adding an outlet so you can charge your darn iPad in the kitchen without fighting the kids? Check. Early Bird Electric does it all. And did I mention same-day service? 612, the bird. Mention AM 1280, the Patriot, and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612, the bird. 612, the bird. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. We do not have a sense of humor we're aware of. But I do. I am black, and you are back to being under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And as we like to say, welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I want you to know it's a conscious world. It's a world that requires self-awareness. You know, that's what I do in this radio show, and I believe that's what I do in my leadership training that I've been doing for 30 years at likeitmatters.net. I basically, since we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously, you got to get this. you got to figure, conversely, 95 to 97% of our brain activity is at the unconscious level. you got to get this. What? And I talk about, there's a great book uh, by Shad Helmstetter, Ph.D. It says, uh, what to say when you talk to yourself. Uh, and basically, in years of Shad Helmstetter studying motivation, human psychology, he learned much about motivational concepts, about theories, about ideas. I mean, he interviewed and talked to people over decades. He talked to trainers, participants, those who felt they were successful, those who felt they were not successful. And in his analysis of what worked and what did not, he found three ingredients that were clearly missing from most all the literature and trainings. And I'm not going to go through all three of them. Uh, that's, those are used for a different show. But let me go over number two. Because number two of the three is what I'm talking about today. He says the second ingredient missing from most of the success literature is a knowledge of the physiological process of the human brain based on what we now know about actual mind-brain functions. Without an understanding of the actual process by which the human brain accepts information, which we call programming, and in turn responds, directs, and controls us, it would be difficult or even impossible to create any success plan that worked and kept working indefinitely. The brain runs the ship. If you want to make a permanent change of any kind, you've got to follow the rules. And in order to do that, you've got to follow the rules of the brain works. That's the key. You've got to do it the way the brain does it. 
because it is running the ship. Your unconscious brain is the control center of the brain. That's what that's what Dr. Uh, uh, Helmster says, that your unconscious brain, subconscious he calls it, is the control center of the brain. And it has a program. An absence of new programs, it will run the program in place. And so what I do in this radio show uh, and what I do in my leadership training is I teach you how you work. I uncover how you create experience. I show you how the three parts of the mind uh, and the body uh, and the spirit work together because we're three. We function as those three different pieces. All three make us complete. We can't do two-thirds. We can't do one-third. We got to do three-thirds because three-thirds is one. It shows a completeness. That's the key. And so part of this radio show, I think I do more so, is I do the, 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 the Wizard of Oz. I always go back and reference the Wizard of Oz. Remember, you, you, had, the, uh, you had Dorothy with her little dog, Toto, right? And then you had three people with him, right? The lion, right? The scarecrow and the tin man. Now think about this. The lion, what? Was cowardly. He wanted courage, right? The scarecrow uh, had no heart, I think. Was the scarecrow without a heart? I think it was the scarecrow without a heart. And then you had the tin man. Uh, well, one of them, whatever they were. But each one of them had a different thing that they were searching for. And so they go through this terrible, terrible journey with flying monkeys and wicked witches and munchkins and witches and things. Oh, it was crazy. But they had a purpose. They had a reason. They were going to show up at the wonderful city of Oz, right? The Emerald City. Uh, and then they were going to meet with a mighty and powerful Oz. And Oz could give them those three things and, of course, give Dorothy what she wanted to be home because there's no place like home, right? There's no place like home. And remember, so they get there. They're at the end of their mission they're feeling good they're finally going to get what they want and then all of a sudden they can't find toto and toto's around all of a sudden we hear toto barking and there's a pan with the camera to the far left and toto's over down the hallway and there's a little curtain a green curtain that he's pulling on and barking and all of a sudden you hear this mighty powerful voice of oz right you don't remember john remind them Because the jig is up. The curtain's been pulled back. They get it. So don't look over there. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. And see, that's what's going on a lot. We're not allowed to ask questions, but we need to question ourselves. And it's not political. Yeah, we should question our government. Yeah, we should question what's going on. I'm talking about questioning our hearts, questioning our motives, questioning are we working to be the best version of ourselves. And that's really what self-awareness is about. And today I want to talk about the self-awareness because we got to become aware of being unaware. Remember, majority of our experience on this planet is at the unconscious level. And I found this great article uh, by the guy's name is Mark Manson. Uh, and his, his tagline is, life advice that does not suck. And so you can find this, him at markmanson.net. But he's a little crude, a little crude, uh, flying uh, F-words and all that stuff, not my style. But uh, here's what he said. He said, self-awareness is our ability to observe and accurately identify our thoughts, feelings, and impulses and determine whether or not they are grounded in reality or not. And see, the lion, the scarecrow, and the tin man all had what they, are, what they wanted. They already possessed it. Remember, that's what the, the munchkin told him, Right? The lion had what he was looking for. The scarecrow had what he was looking for. The tin man had what he was looking for. They just didn't realize it. They were unconsciously uh, uh, unaware. 
And so, and that's actually the first level learning that we're going to talk about. They were already looking for what they already possess. And that's what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we all have a toolbox. And everything you need to be successful, you already have. I don't care how bad your life has been. I don't care what your socioeconomic background is. I don't care what the color of your skin is. None of that matters. What matters is your beliefs about those things. What matters is how you create experience. What matters is do you uh, self-inspire uh, yourself, self-empower yourself, or you destroy yourself with your thoughts because thoughts lead to actions or inactions. And consistent inactions or actions create belief systems. And you see how it feeds itself in this terrible little loop. And so when people come to my classroom, I tell them, you already have everything you need. What I'm going to do is teach you how to work it, teach you how to use the tools that were always in there. And, man, it just blows me away that people are afraid to ask questions. It's turtles all the way down for a lot of people. There's an old uh, apocryphal story from 16th century India where a young man climbs a large mountain to speak to the sage at the top of that mountain. The sage was considered as all-wise and powerful person. I, I think the sage's name was Gensaki. And he knew everything and was considered the wisest person in the kingdom. And so this young man was anxious to understand the secrets of the world. Upon arriving at the top of the mountain, the sage greeted the young man and invited him to ask him anything he wanted. Whatever you want, I will answer the question for you. And so the young man then asked him this question. Great sage, we stand upon the world, but what does the world stand upon? The sage immediately replied, wow, that's easy. The world rests upon the back of a number of great elephants. The young man was puzzled by the response. What? So the young man thought for a moment and then asked another question. Yes, wise sage, but what do the elephants stand upon? The sage replied again without hesitation, like, like he was a moron. The elephants rest upon the back of a great turtle, of course. The young man, still not satisfied, asked, okay, but what does the great turtle rest upon? The sage replied, it rests upon an even greater turtle. The young man frowned and grow frustrated and, and and again began to ask but but what does and the sage come up no 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 stop there it's turtles all the way down <laughs> oh, we don't play that. and by the way that's true in hindu religion believe it or not look at the hindu faith um i hate to make light of that uh, religion because it is a religion man's attempt to be good enough to god to connect with god but that's what we that's kind of the world we live in today we're not allowed to ask questions if you ask a question, you're 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 blackballed. You're you're banned from social media. If you think differently than anybody else, and what you got to know is this is working at the unconscious level. So I want to help you become self-aware that you can think for yourself, because the Bible tells us have a reason for everything we believe. And so in this article that Mark Manson wrote, I thought he did a great job on the article minus the the swear words. He said the quote the fact is that the majority of our thoughts and actions are on autopilot. This isn't necessarily a bad thing either. Our habits, routines, impulses, and reactions carry us through our lives so we don't have to stop and think about it every time we wipe our, he said a swear word, or start a car. The problem is when we're on autopilot for so long that we forget we're on autopilot. Get this. This is the key. 
The problem, this is the matrix. The problem is when we're on autopilot for so long that we forget we're on autopilot. Because when we're not even aware of our own habits, routines, impulses, and reactions, then we no longer control them. They control us. Remember, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. But here's the problem. Uh, If you don't do anything in that space, you give away your power. Don't you get it? And said, so whereas a person with self-awareness is able to exercise a little metacognition, right? That's what I do. I meta it backwards. I ask why. And say, hmm, every time my sister calls me and asks for money, I end up drinking a lot of vodka. That might not be a coincidence. See, a person without self-awareness just hits the bottle and doesn't look back. And that's one of the great benefits of leadership awakening. I teach people how to become aware of being unaware. I teach them that we only use 3 to 5% of our brain, right? You got to realize that. Everything else, and we use it consciously, everything else is on autopilot. And once you understand that, then everything changes. It's the power of habit. Look up the book by Charles Duhigg. He talks about how we have this um, basal ganglia that sole purpose is to get us on autopilot, get us in the habit. And today on Like It Matters Radio, what I want to do for you is I want to bring the unconscious to the conscious. So I want to give you back your power and your control. I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Come on, man. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855-565-5519 or book online at Stand with israeltour.com 855-565-5519 or stand with israeltour.com we are all in the construction business constructing memories relationships new ideas and a legacy that will outlive us 
life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. It's really about introspection, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're talking about. To look inside. You know, we have no problem with you know looking at other people. But this is about looking inside. And this is where now we're going to start breaking down how our mind works, how our brain works. Remember, we occupy this body. And there's rules to the body. If you don't eat for a couple days, you'll see what I'm talking about. If you don't drink water on a regular basis, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't put fiber in your body, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't sleep a little bit, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is a machine, and it has rules. And then you have a mind that runs the body. Uh, And the Bible is pretty clear. The battle is in the mind. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power, is our freedom. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. Focus only on those things that are good and pure. Hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Man, that's just off the top of my head. Uh, There's a lot more in there. Guard your heart for all the issues of life stem from it. Those are all about controlling what's going on in your head. And so there's a lot we're missing. And when we open our eyes and we become aware of everything around us, we're better warriors. We have more understanding. See, there are four levels of learning in NLP. Uh, this is what you got to get. The first level of learning is unconscious competence. I'm sorry, unconscious incompetence, where you don't know what you don't know. In other words, you have no idea that you are no good at something, right? <laughs> and this is why I touch, I teach what I teach on the class, but yet people automatically assume they know all this. Well, I've been living in my body for 30 years. Come on, I know how to run this thing. No, you don't. I'm going to tell you right now. No, you don't. Most people get to the end of their lives of 70, 80 years and still don't know uh, how their body works and how they create experience and how no one can make them feel anything and how they have control and how they can hold their tongue, how they can hold their thoughts captive. I mean, why do you think the Bible talks over and over and over and over about it? Because we're not good at it. That's why. That's why. So unconscious incompetence. Once you understand that you don't know something, that's, believe it or not, I know it sounds strange, the first level of learning. And then you go to the second level learning, which is conscious incompetence, right? You know now, right, that you are not good at it, right? <laughs> so you have now this basic understanding going, wow, I did not realize I'm missing so much in life. I didn't realize that I'm living unconsciously. I didn't realize that I'm either living in some tomorrow or some yesterday, that I'm never living in the one moment that really matters, a place called the now. My class is 48 hours. It starts Thursday at uh, 5 o'clock. I meet you. We have dinner. We start at 6.30. And by 5 o'clock on Saturday, less than 40 hours later, you're out the door finished. 
uh, and you will learn more about yourself in that two and a half days than you will learn about yourself in years outside this process. But let me tell you something else. That 48 hours, you will be there for 48 hours. You will swear to me that you've been there for two weeks or a week or multiple days, way beyond the 48 hours, which is two days, less than two days you're in front of me. Because I teach you how to live in the now moment. Most people miss most of their life because they're living in some tomorrow or some yesterday. And believe it or not, we got a country now, America, driven by the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist, that it is wanting to get you wrapped up in your past. You know what? You don't have eyes that can go in both directions. You're not a bird, okay? You either got to be looking in front of you or behind you. You can't do it both. And God gives us hope, and hope is always a future destination. And the devil's the accuser of the brethren, and he always has you focused on your past. And when the devil reminds you of your past, you should remind him of his future, and you need to know the word of God in order to do that. And the same thing with other enemies in physical form. If you got people that mock you and put you down, just remind them. Just remind them of where you're going. It doesn't matter where you've been. You're not who you were. Because you've been moving, you've been changing, you've been under construction. If someone had come out and accused me of something terrible I did 10 years ago, first of all, I'd want to figure out if it's true or not. And second of all, I'd, I'd own it and say, man, that wasn't right if it was wrong. And man, I'm sure glad I'm not that person anymore. That's why time heals all wounds. Because if you're doing something different and you draw that line in the sand and say, up until now, then the old you is left in the dust. And the new you is the one that shows up every day taking a couple more steps forward. And the more days that go by, the larger the gap between who you used to be and who you are now. That's the key. So the third level learning is conscious competence. See, once you got to the second level where you knew you weren't good at something, now the third level is now you want to get good. So you now know that you can do it, but it takes constant concentration. You have to consciously do it. But after you've done that for a while, you hit the highest level learning. It is the fourth level. It is unconscious competence. That is so powerful. That's where you don't know what you know. Matter of fact, you know it that you can do it so well, and you can do it without thinking. Think about this. How many times have you driven home before without realizing how you drove home? But you stopped at all the stops. You turned at all the turns. You blinkered and did all the other stuff you were supposed to be doing, and yet you didn't remember it. And I'm not talking about drug and alcohol-induced, right? You were in a self-imposed trance. Even though your body was in the now moment doing these manual motions, your mind, thus your heart, was somewhere else. And there you are at your house, and you wonder, wow, I don't even know how I got there. So there's a lot of benefits of self-awareness. Mark says this. He said it aids self-control, creativity, pride, self-esteem. Boy, we need some of that in this world, don't we? Predicts self-development, acceptance, and proactivity. Isn't that great? Predicts self-development, acceptance, and proactivity. Which one of those do you not want? Facilitates decision-making, leads to more accurate self-reports, and required to develop self-control. See, the steps to self-awareness are very simple to the three steps to clear vision. Remember, I tell you the three questions all leaders ask themselves is, where am I now? Where am I going? And what will it take to get there? And how long? Those are the three questions of a clear vision. 
And by asking those questions and getting detailed answers, you will then develop a clear vision because without a vision, people perish. In other words, without a vision, without a drive, without a reason why, why do we get up in the morning? If we have no reason to get up in the morning, do what we do and do it well, then why would we do it at all? And then we do it half-heartedly or half the thing that you sit on, you know, the thing that John's sitting on right now, the thing I'm sitting on right now. My dad used to call it half of that. But let's be honest, it has nothing to do with my derriere. It has to do with my heart. Because when your heart's evolved, you do it all out, right? But when your heart's not, you're just checking boxes. You're just going through the motions. You're accepting good enough, G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough that he or she doesn't walk out the door and leave a note on the wall. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough. And so the three levels of self-awareness and the three questions you got to get to, basically, and this is from the article from markmanson.net, and it said, number one, you've got to be realistic and ask yourself, what are you doing? Now, he, again, put the what the heck, of course, the uh, H-E double toothpicks version, but I said, so what are you doing? Remember, question number one is, where am I now? That's what, what am I doing? What's your starting point? Again, you can have the clearest uh, destination, the address, uh, the zip code to the dash four digits beyond it. But if you don't know your starting point, no GPS system can give you directions because it needs a starting point, no matter how clear your destination is, to give you directions. And so you got to be honest with yourself. And this is where it all starts. It all starts with asking yourself the question, being honest, what are you doing And this guy goes on to say, and this is I actually like the guy, he says there's a lot of pain and suckage in life. That's what he said. (laughs) Over the last 30 days, how many times have you, and again, there's seven bullets here, struggled with a relationship with someone close to you, felt lonely, isolated, or unheard, felt unproductive or lost on what you should do, been underslept, underfed, low on energy or unhealthy, stressed out about work or finances, uncertain about your future, been physically hurt, ill, or debilitated. Welcome to coronavirus, huh? Do you notice all those things on there? Those are all the things that this lockdown, right, has put us into. And by the way, now science is telling us what we've always known. Science is telling us that lockdowns did nothing to prevent the spread of COVID. I do not And now we know for sure that cloth masks do nothing, or should I say very, 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 very little, to stop the spread of COVID. Now we realize that you can be fully vaxxed and boosted and everything. It does not prevent you from getting the disease, and it does not prevent you from spreading the disease. It just keeps you personally out of the hospital. Sounds pretty selfish to me. Don't you see what I'm saying? So now all this stuff is science, and we're, uh, but yet we're still banned from Facebook by spreading misinformation. See, chances are, if you add up all those eight things that I just mentioned, seven things that he listed, you're going to get pretty close to 30 out of the last 30 days. And he goes on to say, that's a lot of suckage. But here's a great point that he addresses. I want to park here a minute. He says, we avoid pain through distraction. Remember we talk about this? The enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And we distract ourselves, shiny object, a squirrel. See, we transport our minds to some other time or place or world where it can be safe and insulated from the pain of day-to-day life. We stare at our phones. We obsess about our past or our potential futures. 
We make plans we'll never keep or simply want to forget. We eat, drink, and uh, he I'll use a proper word, fornicate ourselves into numbness to dull the reality of our problems. We use books, movies, games, and music to carry us to another world where no pain exists and everything always feels easy and good and right. Anybody get it yet? We distract and we are easily distractible. And in my class, what I do is I now focus on it. I squeeze people. I put a lot of pressure on them. They, I de- command their det- attention. I demand their attention. There's no escaping. It's a narrow path. They don't have to figure anything out. I control their focus. I control. This is why what I do changes lives. Because I bring you, when people leave my training, they are aware of being unaware. They see things that were always there that they never saw. They heard things that were always being said that they never listened to. And they felt things they've shut off a long time ago or have never felt in their life. And that's what we do at likeitmatters.net. And on this radio show, this is just a little bit of daily servings to help you get on that path. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Do you understand? Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests and more, all from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. 
It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. My mind is aglow with whirling transient nodes of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. Come on, man. That's what we do at Like It Matters Radio. We do that for you. I am Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. And we're going deep. And we're digging into our thoughts. We're digging into our consciousness. We dig into our patterns of avoidance. You know, I saw this great quote from Elon Musk. Many people will panic to find a charger before their phone dies, but won't panic to find a plan before their dream dies. And I'm afraid that it's become very comfortable for people's plans and dreams to die. That people are basically just selling into good enough. You can't find people to work anymore. The people that do work feel like they're you're doing you a favor and you can't push them. They can, don't do anything. I mean, so it's getting uglier and uglier and uglier. And then let me quote Martin Luther King Jr. He said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge. Right on. That's the key. What is going on in your head and heart at this time of challenge? That's the key. What are you doing? Are you willing to stand up? See, this is why I do the show. This is why I get attacked all the time. Because I'm sharing common sense logically. You should, we should be able to have a talk. Yesterday we were at a Mexican restaurant. Uh, the Petersons came down from Minneapolis and they came through Texas here and they went to a, a lunch. And we were talking about all this stuff. And some guy over in the corner uh, and we're talking about the craziness of the mass man and all that. And he jumps in. So do you think Trump's a Christian? I just want to ask you something. I'm like, who's talking about Trump? See, that's the thing. Whenever anybody wants to defend themselves, I always say, if you can't do it without using Trump's name or without using the F word, then don't talk to me. Because you don't know why you believe what you believe. The reason you believe what you believe is because everybody else believes it. That's why. Remember, it is in these times that you really know who you are. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And I believe that if we're around much longer, as they look back at this time that we're going through, uh, it's not going to be people like me who spoke up with common sense who are going to look like crazy nut jobs. Uh, it's going to be the people who just fell in line as sheeple and put genetically modified organisms in their body to genetically modify themselves with no research, with no study, with no lasting impacts known. Come on, All man. based on fear. See, we got to get people the now moment. Most people never live in the now moment. We live in some yesterday that the world wants to remind you about, right? We make up lies about this year called 1619, right? 1776, we get it wrapped up. In, we should get wrapped up in what happened in 1812. How about what happened in 1872 in November? How about what happened in 1911, that February 6th? Or how about what happened in 1965 on October 8th? Or how about, wrapped up in the past, there's no one living in the now. We get busy with the minutia of life. We just go through life putting out fires, going through things. Let's be honest. Good enough is about getting through something. People got through tsunami. People get through near-death experiences. People get through a lot of things. They get through their week. They get through their month. They get through the school year. They get through this marriage. They get through this tax season. They get through this school year. They get through this summer. They, anybody get it yet? When are you going to quit getting through stuff? 
and start raising the bar and becoming the men and women that we were called to be. The key is that we need to be aware of our distractions. Put another way, we need to make sure that we're choosing our distractions and our distractions are not choosing us. Think about that. He put it so well that we are choosing our distractions and our distractions are not choosing us. We're the ones opting into the distraction, whether doing it consciously or unconsciously. We need to know when we're checking out. Our distraction needs to be planned and moderated in bite-sized chunks. I escaped to my island called Maranatha on Animal Crossing. I'm now in uh, playing the new Pokemon, uh, uh, the Legend of Arceus or whatever the guy's name is. A great, I, I escape in that stuff. I like to write. I like to create. Uh, I used to escape in pornography and other stuff that wasn't healthy. I don't do that anymore. So you got to understand this. Uh, we can't binge on distraction. You got to get this. Level two, what are you feeling? Not only got to know where you're at, what are you doing, but now you got to know what you're feeling because feelings are important. Feelings are not an intrusion in your life, but they're beneficial, even wise information. What people often find is that the more they remove themselves from distraction, the more they are forced to actually deal with a lot of the emotions. See, a lot of people just stuff, 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 snap. A lot of people pretend like they've dealt with things, but they haven't dealt with things. What they consider dealing with things is not focusing on them, putting off to the side here. But the shiny object still distracts you without knowing it's distracting you. We self-medicate. It's the distraction from pain, disappointment, feelings. We go numb. Some people do it with drugs. Some people do it with alcohol. Some people do it with pornography. Some people do it with promiscuity. Some people do it sexually. Some people do it biblically. Some people just hide in the Bible. I got a guy in prison uh, I visit every week. Uh, he's, uh, he used to go street preaching with me. He's, uh, uh, we studied scripture together. He's in prison because he ritualistically killed six people and cut them up and burned up their bodies, unbeknownst to a lot of us that were hanging out with them. So we stuff, stuff, snap. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer was eating people. I had a girl in my training when she was eight years old. Her family belonged to a cult, and the leader of the cult killed a man and had sex with her as an eight-year-old on that dead body. You have no idea what's in people's head, what's in people's Pandora box, who's been tortured, who's been abused, who's been molested. And yet, because we can't process it, then we, we, we just avoid it. We stuff stuff and move on. This is why meditating for a long time freaks a lot of people out. Meditation is basically the practice of training your mind to become less distracted and more focused on your immediate experience. And the result is that some people become overwhelmed. This is why I do what I do. Even therapy has a similar effect because a lot of people, you're buying your therapist a new boat, a new house. If you've been seeing the same therapist for two years and you're still dealing with the same issue, get your money back. Get somebody different. I don't want to be your therapist for two years. I want to, I'll walk with you. I'll be your life caddy for two years. I'll help you get better and better and better. And when you hit obstacles, we'll break it down, figure out what happens so we can keep it from happening again. But you realize I take you to uncomfortable places. And because it's uncomfortable and because we have a tendency to avoid, sometimes we need a guide. 
That's why you should go to likeitmatters.net. You really need to get your butt in class. I promise you, you will not be able to thank me enough. I'll give you a 100% guarantee. If it's not worth every penny when the class is over, stand up at graduation and tell me that publicly. I'll refund 100% of your tuition. I've been making that offer for 30 years. It's impossible. It'll change your life. This is the effectiveness of leadership awakening. This is what I do in 48 hours, what you can't do on your own, sometimes in years. Because there's a lot of pain and suckage in life, as he, uh, to quote Mark, right? Over the past 30 days, how many times, right? Again, go through that list of things that you were doing. And the key now, number three, number three on the steps is what are your blind spots? You got to figure out your blind spots. We all have blind spots. The more you become aware of your own emotions and your own desires, the more you understand your flesh, if you will, the more you discover something terrifying that you uh, he puts full of fecal matter. That's what he put. That's what he said. But you realize that we're all broken. We're all screwed up. Uh, we all have areas of growth. Uh, none of us is perfect except Jesus Christ. Our goal in sanctification is to take all the unfairness, all the struggles, all the crap in life that never should have happened to us and use it to make us more like Christ, to learn to turn the other cheek, to learn to not hold on to a record of wrong or a pound of flesh. This is the key. That's why we have perceptual positions. There are three ways to see any situation. And what's lacking today is understanding of ourselves and understanding of other people. Because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship. And the key is if you can understand yourself a little bit better and I can understand myself a little bit better, then I think we would all get along. Can't we all just get along? You either see things from your perspective from another person's perspective, or an overview. Those are the three perceptual positions, and each one gives us more information. First position is what most people live in. They never leave there. It's their only home. But you got to step out because that's your ego. And then sometimes walk through the experience that you had with someone through their eyes. Walk a mile in their moccasins. Have some empathy. See it the way they see it. And third position is a lot of people do this in retrospect after an event or after something happened. They'll replay the event and see it like they're watching a movie. That's called overview. All three of those give us more information. All three of those allow us to make better decisions. And then if you have a golf caddy, if you have an assistant, someone like me that can come along, I'm telling you right now, I know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of pain in this world. A lot of people struggling with depression, with suicide. People are helpless and hopeless. They're not dreaming. Get in class. Go to likeitmatters.net. Join me February 17th, two weeks from today in Las Vegas. Or come to Dallas the first weekend of March. I'm here to help. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. This is where we help you remember when you live your life like it matters. It does. Now make like my pants and split. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown His provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, I'm Tanya Scott. I serve as president at Heritage Christian Academy. 
The first graduating class in 2001 paved the way for students to enter some of the finest colleges and universities in the country. Around the world, these alumni are sharing the gospel of Jesus and defending their faith on their campuses, in the marketplace, the military, the operating room, in their churches, in courtrooms, and in their homes. The impact of Heritage Christian Academy's four core values of truth, service, relationships, and excellence are evidenced in the lives of the men and women that have been trained to know, love, and serve Jesus. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Ringing. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.